Good afternoon, the Toronto Real Estate Board, the collective voice for both its commercial and residential realtor members this afternoon here on Ask the Expert. TREB is Canada's largest real estate board, serving more than 53,000 licensed real estate brokers and salespersons in and about the greater Toronto area. I'm Ian Grant in studio this afternoon. Joining me are President Gary Barra and Jason Mercer, Chief Market Analyst and Director of Service Channels at the Toronto Real Estate Board. Gentlemen, good afternoon. Welcome in. Good afternoon. Thank you for having us. Thanks very much, Ian. Gary, welcome back. Why don't you tell us a bit about you, your role at TREB, and TREB's role for that matter, when it comes to buying and selling real estate? Well, um, as a president, I take care of a lot of things and I represent the membership. That's one uh, major role. And then I'm hosting all the events, uh, including the Realtor Quest and a lot of uh, other meetings and stuff and chairing meetings. I'm the official spokesperson of the Toronto Real Estate Board and represent the local, national and international level to our members. Well, there's a great line, if your work speaks for itself, don't interrupt. I'm not going to ask you this question. I am going to ask Jason, because almost every year around this time of year with the president, if people don't understand, it is a volunteer position. Mm -hmm. And around this time of year, I usually ask, was it what you expected? And Jason, inevitably, the answer is, it's so much more work than I thought it would be going in. I'm not suggesting it's not rewarding, but it is an awful lot of work, and it's a fabulous commitment for somebody who's in a volunteer position. Yeah, I mean, 100%. And, and you know, I, I've had the pleasure of working with, you know, a number of presidents over the, the, the 10 years that I've been at TREB, and, and, you know, 100%. I mean, we always work together on, on presentations to our membership. We work together uh, when we're speaking uh, uh, in, in, in the media about issues affecting in the housing market and 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 certainly uh, when we're speaking at, with different levels of government uh, about housing market policy and and what we feel needs to be changed or fixed so just when you look at those three categories alone that takes up a lot of time and I know on top of that Gary's been uh, you know working on a lot of other different facets of, of his job as president and all the while working in his own business uh, also yeah Gary your gear isn't up yet so you know it's, it's not a, how was it but especially you know what over the last few months you've mentioned before that it is a really rewarding work, mm-hmm. even though, as we just said, it's a lot of work. What were some of your favorite parts? I mean, you're, you're traveling, you're talking to people. Compared to what your life was a year ago today, you've had a pretty exciting year. It is, actually. It is very, um, you know, rewarding, as I said earlier as well on this show, but it is also very busy, a busy time of the year for me because we are uh, gearing up for the Realtor Quest. And mm-hmm. the last night, we just have the uh, Voluntary Appreciation uh, Cocktail uh, at Treb, which is one of my favorite uh, event. And we're going to have another event uh, on the May 1st for the Treb Fest. The charity, which is, we, it's a charity event, which is, the ch- charity is going to go to my um, you know, a charity this year, which is Easter Seal. So I'm very excited. And it's a lot of work we do as a president. And uh, over the last couple of months and uh, and uh, since my term started, um, I had the opportunity to meet a lot of other presidents in the Ontario and uh, in the entire country as well. I had the opportunity to represent the Toronto Real Estate Board into the international level as well. So I attended a couple of international conferences as and uh, invited them to our realtor quest. So that's, nice. I'm very excited for it's that. It's a part of your life that now, I guess, is pretty chaotic. But, you know, look a year ahead from now, you'll be able to look back on some pretty awesome experiences. Jason Mercer, you're Chief Market Analyst and Director of Service Channels with TREB. Can you tell us a bit about your role? Sure. So certainly from the public's perspective, uh, every month we're releasing reports on, uh, on the housing market. So we have our sort of headline market watch report, which breaks down the greater Toronto area into... 
uh, a number of different uh, municipalities and, and districts, and we're talking about all those statistics we hear about uh, on a regular basis, the number of home sales, comparing that to the previous year, same thing with things like listings and, and, and home price and what have you. And then on top of that, uh, you know, we also report on the rental market. We break down the condo market in particular. Also on a quarterly basis, we have a community publication that even drills down in finer detail to over 500 communities around the greater Toronto area. So a lot of information that certainly helps our members and the public uh, understand what's going on in the housing market. And certainly over the last couple of years, as we've seen a number of policy changes from different levels of government that have uh, influenced the market, I think that information has been really important. Is it stressful? Because I have to imagine knowing the way I work, every once in a while, I'll put a nine where an eight should be or the point in the wrong place. And when I do that, people look at me, roll their eyes and, you know, move on with their life. If you did that with a release, the way people hang on to, you know, point zero zero X percent changes and stuff. I mean, when this stuff goes out, it has to be absolutely accurate. Sure, it's important. I mean, at the beginning of each month and the and the end of the prior month, I mean, a lot of work goes into going through the statistics for the different segments of the market. And certainly, if you think about our release, it generally comes out the third business day of each month. And, uh, you know, oftentimes it is a, a news leader because, mm-hmm. you know, if you think about the average household in the greater Toronto area or even more broadly across the country, you know, that investment in ownership housing is the single greatest investment a lot of these households will make. So obviously, you know, an existing homeowner is very much concerned with uh, you know what's impacting the value of their home, and, and certainly someone looking to buy or sell is is concerned with uh, how changes in the marketplace are going to impact their decision. And so you know we don't take it lightly that these statistics are deemed to be very important by the general public, and certainly deemed to be important by policymakers as well. Do you ever listen to a, a, a report, be it you know whatever the media doesn't really matter, and wonder where the heck they came up with this? slant on the story based on the numbers that you generated with the same obvious information that you're providing them just completely different slants on it. Sure. And I mean, I think that's the case with a lot of uh, different economic data that comes out, whether you're talking about jobs or whether you're talking about economic growth or whether you're talking about the housing market. I mean, we're a primary provider of data. So we produce the results and and we certainly provide our take on it. But at the same time, uh, um, you know, uh, other third parties are are, are certainly going to provide their opinion and their take. And I think that's healthy because it it leads to, to, uh, you know, a more efficient uh, marketplace with Mm. a better informed uh, public who who are able to you know take different sides of the story and sort of meld that together into what their opinion is and, and what their decision will be uh, around you know buying and selling a home and you make that information available at trebhome.com Absolutely. where people can log in they can they can read the information and uh, you know come to their own conclusions yeah if you go to trebhome.com you can you can search for listings in real time and you can get information back to 1996 on the on the housing market and uh, you can also connect with the realtor over there at the trebhome.com it really is everything in one place for right. real estate in the GTA gary now that most days it's starting to feel like spring finally we're well into the spring market. What are you hearing back from realtors out there? What has the market been like? Well, uh, certainly it's uh, it's picking up. And uh, when I talked to my realtors in my company and they said that properties, which is very uh, reasonably priced, uh, some of them is getting multiple offers as well. But mm-hmm. it's not uh, the case. Uh, anything which is uh, reasonably priced is moving uh, faster. 
And anything which is, you know, higher price or, you know, more than a million or so, uh, that takes a little bit of time. But I think it's, it's, a, it's a spring market now and the, the weather is also impacting mm -hmm. a lot of uh, a lot of different way. But I think uh, since uh, the, the weather is opening and then uh, getting warm and then people are also going to find out uh, some properties and going looking uh, properties with the uh, realtors. Jason, from a numbers viewpoint, we're now in the second quarter of 2019. How was the first quarter of the year? Yeah, it was it was a bit of a slow start to uh, to 2019. Um, you know, we're seeing sales you know more or less in line with what we saw last year, I and mean, we've seen a bit of an uptick in average selling prices, particularly for the higher density home types, so condominium apartments. That's where you've seen the strongest growth over the first three months of the year in, in terms of pricing, but also higher density, low rise home types like towns and semis. I mean, we're forecasting and, and certainly did forecast at the beginning of the year when we released our outlook for a moderate uptick in sales, generally speaking. When you're thinking about your forecasts and and uh, and how the market performs, the spring market is sort of where the rubber hits the road, if you will. I mean, it's where you see the most people out there looking to buy and the most people, you know, listing their homes to sell and perhaps move around in the marketplace. So, you know, as we talk over the next three months, I think we'll have you know a better sense as to you know where the market's going vis-a-vis -vis 2018. What about the condo market? How it's, how's that? Because that, oh, especially over last year, was one of those where you know you could track it all over the place. Sure. I mean, if, if you think about you know. Know, one of the major policy changes that's affected the GTA real estate market over the last year, uh, it was the introduction uh, by OSFI of the uh, of the mortgage stress test. Mm -hmm. uh, so essentially, if, if you're looking to purchase a home and are looking to qualify for a mortgage, generally speaking, you're going to be qualifying at the higher of either your contract rate plus two percentage points or what the posted five-year fixed rate is. And, Tell and you what, can we take a break and come back and sure. talk about that? Because I think it was probably one of the biggest things to influence uh -huh. over the past few months. Whether you're selling or buying a home, undoubtedly that decision will lead to one of the largest financial transactions you're ever going to make. Realtors are required to help protect you, the consumer. My guest this afternoon, Gary Barra, he's president. Jason Mercer, chief market analyst and director of service channels for the Toronto Real Estate Board. Work with a Toronto Real Estate Board member realtor. And to find out more about the Toronto Real Estate Board for your real estate market facts and to search GTA listings updated in real time, visit trebhome.com. Welcome back to Ask the Expert here on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. I'm Ian Grant. Treb, Canada's largest real estate board, serving 53,000 licensed real estate brokers and salespeople in and around the greater Toronto area this afternoon on the show. I'm Ian Grant, and we have Jason Mercer, Chief Market Analyst and Director of Service Channels, and President Gary Barra. And uh, we're talking about all kinds of things real estate this hour. And guys, we've talked a lot about the mortgage stress test since before it was introduced, and it seems to have had the effect that many people were concerned that it would. It is actually, uh, it has impacted the entire country. If you go to the west side of the Vancouver side, it's impacting over there, impacting, impacting GTA, entire GTA, and uh, mortgage stress test is like, you know, 2%. It's it's really tough for the a lot of uh, first-time home buyers, and, and they feel like, you know, they have to qualify for more than like, you know, 
um, $8,400, $8,300 yearly. And uh, that's, a lot, that's a lot of money. That's uh, something mm-hmm. which they can afford some other uh, household needs with that amount. And it is impacting the real estate market entirely. And uh, Jason can add a little bit more on that. Sure. I mean, if you're talking about on average in 2018, you know, it's about $700 a month extra that you're required to qualify for. It's not what you would have paid, but it w- it's what you have to qualify mm-hmm. for in, in order to get that mortgage and complete that home purchase. And, and to Gary's point, there's a lot of other household expenditures that could fall into that $8,400 envelope. And so, you know, oftentimes when you see policies like this, the decision isn't necessarily binary. So there aren't people out there saying, okay, the stress test is in place. All of a sudden, I'm just not going to buy a home. But what often happens is you'll see home buyers take a bit of a step back and they'll say, okay, like I'm still committed to purchasing a home in the GTA marketplace. But now with the stress test, I got to sort of rethink the direction I'm headed. Am I going to look to a different part of the GTA? Am I going to look at a different home type or some combination thereof? And so when you think about that, it's not a coincidence then that you're seeing stronger price growth and tighter market conditions for less expensive home types on average, like condo apartments on the high rise side, but also higher density, low rise, like semi-detached and townhomes. And that gets us into the supply argument too, because one thing that we haven't seen as much of in terms of development are those sort of missing middle or mid-density home types like townhomes homes, like semis, like stacks, like, uh, you know, plexes and that kind of thing. And, and so, you know, I'm sure we'll talk about that too. One of the things that kind of surprises me though about this mortgage stress test is it seems like it was based on, on wrong information anyway. Six months ago, we had the Bank of Canada warning everybody about interest rates rising and, and we're not there yet and, you know, prepare yourself. And it seems like every couple of months after that, they would come out with a speech that kind of backed off and backed off and backed off. And now both in the United States and Canada, they seem to have completely completely backed off on this. They're not talking about how, you know, we could be at three or 4% in, in the next few years. And yet that mortgage stress test is still in place. Well, every time when government policies, uh, they introduce any new policy in the real estate industry, even the buyers get a little bit sidelined. And then they, they think that, that, you know, it's going to affect the market and the market may be going to go slow down. And they always think this way. And then after some time, it doesn't happen. But they, they get a little bit sidelines and they they come back to the to the market again and this time it, it is happening again as a psychological effect I believe that any time government introduce any policies it impact the real estate market for sure Gary if I was a realtor though I think I'd be pretty frustrated at the fact that I found the perfect home for a family. The family agreed with me, went to the bank, and the bank wouldn't give them that home because they didn't qualify. They could qualify for the mortgage fine, but when it came to the stress test, maybe they couldn't quite qualify or they're paying an awful lot more for it. There's no reason for such a high qualifier at this point. Yeah, actually, it's uh, it's frustrating for the buyers and it's frustrating for the realtors and it's frustrating for the seller because sometimes seller put that everything for sale. The agreement is in the process and then there is a condition to buy. And after five days or, you know, whatever the time period, they, they find out that the buyer didn't, didn't qualify for the, uh, right. for the mortgage. And it's, it's, it's a st- stressful process for everyone. And I believe that, you know, that 2%, which is an extra cost for the buyer, is, is unnecessary. The government should be uh, revisiting this. And, uh, you know, when I'm representing my members, I had the opportunity to meet many uh, MPs and uh, other uh, government officials, and then I lobby that on that on behalf of my members that you need to revisit and you can you should revisit uh, the stress test or maybe they can bring some other policies which can, which is helpful for the uh, 
for the consumer, but this is not something which is help, no. helpful. No. And as a realtor experience, you know, people who was qualified for $700,000 earlier, now they don't qualify right. for seven hundred. They qualify for maybe you know four hundred fifty to five hundred thousand dollars. What what do you find in the four hundred yeah. and five hundred? And that's a huge difference in this range. market, absolutely. And the people who was qualified for you know one million dollars, they don't qualify for one million dollars anymore. They are qualified only seven seven fifty or eight hundred thousand dollars. So people who wanted to buy a million dollar property, they are buying seven hundred thousand dollar property, and the first time home buyers are actually out of the market again. Jason, what do you think is going to happen in the long run with this? Because, you know, when, when it was introduced, we talked about the, the, you know, the potential negative impact it would have. Then leading up to January of last year, there was this, this mad rush. And then January, February, March last year kind of slowed down because of the, the rush before. Is it at least settling out there? Or are people just accepting that that's the way it is and moving forward? Yeah, I mean, our expectation is, is that, you know, if you look at the GTA, it's we got a you know strong and diverse labor market, you know, very low unemployment rate from a historic perspective. You continue to see the population grow. So it's reasonable to assume uh, that the demand for ownership housing will continue. Um, and so a couple things. You're right. Number one, you know, there are people that are on the sidelines now that are still trying to, you know, think about where they're situated now on the housing market vis-a-vis the stress test. Um, and on top of that, I think where a lot of people are going to be looking is more affordable options, options that sort of fit into that new mm-hmm. uh, uh, qualification envelope. Certainly, that's more so on the condo front, on the townhouse front, and the, and the semi-front, and, and that sort of mid-density part of the continuum that hasn't been there as much. And that's one of the issues that we've raised, and to a certain degree, it was dealt with in the recent provincial budget as well, is sort of acknowledging the fact that you know we do need a plan to bring more and a greater diversity of supply into the marketplace. Take a break and we will continue. My guest this afternoon, Gary Barra, he is president, and Jason Mercer, he is chief market analyst and director of service channels for the Toronto Real Estate Board. Work with a Toronto Real Estate Board member realtor. And to find out more about the Toronto Real Estate Board, for your real estate market facts and to search GTA listings updated in real time, visit trebhome.com. We're back, and this is Ask the Expert here on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. I'm Ian Grant. Toronto Real Estate Board joining us this afternoon. Gary Barra is here as president. Jason Mercer, chief market analyst and director of service channels for the Toronto Real Estate Board. Just before the break, guys, we were talking about the mortgage stress test that was introduced uh, over a year ago now. One of the things, and I think it's a pretty legitimate argument, is should someone, say, living in Listowel, for example be subjected to the same mortgage stress test that someone is subjected to trying to purchase, you know, a detached townhouse in downtown Toronto. I think one of the things that we've been talking about over the last year is flexibility. And so when you have a, a, a policy like this, that's countrywide, and, and you're right, applies to Listowel just the same as it does Toronto, there's unintended consequences. And so ideally what you'd see is that there'd be some flexibility. I think geography could play a role there too, because obviously home prices aren't the same across space. The other thing that you know we should be looking at is flexibility around interest rate levels. If interest rate levels, for example, are at a point... Uh, where it's deemed to be neutral, not plugging the economy while at the same time not acting as a drag, then do you need the same level of stress test, whereas if interest rates are well below the historic average? And and so, you know, we've been sort of encouraging flexibility in both of those slots or tranches, if you will. And and, and the hope is, is that, you know, moving forward, there can be some, you know, reconsideration as to how that stress test is applied. We've talked before about how we deal specifically in percentages. And sometimes that information can sound way different 
different than it really is. The examples that jump to mind from March 2018 to March 2019, 10% drop in condo apartment sales was the headline. But you look at the numbers, 2018 was 2,183. 2019 was 1,965. That's 218 units. Can't a lot of these numbers be all just blamed on weather year to year as much as buyers and sellers? Yes, of course, the, uh, you know, seasonality plays a lot of role in this. And, you know, in December is almost, you know, half of uh, half of the month is holiday season. And, mm-hmm. and a lot of people are on holidays and a lot of listings, which is uh, on MLS system, they don't really want to show those in those days. So, yes, uh, one of the thing is the seasonality. And the weather this year is, if you notice that the January and February, uh, both months has a lot of, uh, you know, freezing and nobody wanted snow, to go out. Nobody yep. really wanted yep. to come out. And then since uh, since the t- daylight saving uh, changed and then, then people wanted to go and look the properties. Yes, I, I, I mean, as a realtor, yes, it, these things does make a difference when we uh, show a property to anyone. And Jason, it's kind of hard to argue that the winter a year ago was very mild. This last winter was nasty. It's hard to argue the fact that more people probably stayed home this winter and didn't go out. And now that, you know, spring can't really make up its mind whether it's here or not, as opposed to again last year when it was really mild. Do you take the external factors like that into consideration or is it just, you know, all ones and zeros? And as you would say, binary results. We definitely do. And I often caution people, especially when you're looking at year over year. I mean, the first two or three months of the year certainly isn't the bellwether I would use to determine where the housing market is trending relative to past years. As you move through the spring, um, you're starting to get a better indicator because, you know, there is a little bit more uniformity. And we certainly do see, you know, a greater diversity of home buyers and home sellers entering the marketplace. I mean, one thing we also have in our monthly press releases is a seasonally adjusted figure where we're able to back out those recurring seasonal factors, bad weather, the holiday season and the summertime and that kind of thing to eke out a little bit of a more representative month to month trend as well. And so certainly, you know, I always encourage people to, you know, when they're looking at our reports, we sort of slice and dice the data in a few different ways and certainly take that into consideration when you're thinking about, you know, how the housing market performs. But certainly, you know, as we go through the spring and as we continue to talk about trends in the housing market, you know, certainly the second quarter of the year is more meaningful in terms of how we expect things to unfold for 2019 as a whole relative to the first quarter. Looking at your numbers, is there still a seasonality to the markets? It used to be there were kind of hard lines drawn between, you know, the spring market and the summer market and the winter market and the fall market. And now it just seems to be the market. It seems like it's just a machine that just keeps rolling through. Do you still see those seasonal adjustments to the markets that you always have or is it changing? There still is somewhat of a stark difference between, say, January and December, sort of those bookends to the year in mm-hmm. in, in the winter months versus what you see um, in, in the spring. So, I mean, we should expect to see, you know, the strongest month in terms of, uh, of sales in 2019, um, likely be in, say, May or June of this year. And that, that's generally what you see. Certainly one of the three months in the in the second quarter, uh, a lot of times that is May. And, 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 you know, a lot of times you'll be doubling up or even more on the sales that you'd see in the... Uh, in, in the winter months. And that's just because people in a greater diversity of households are sort of coming into the marketplace, both in terms of looking to buy, but also uh, in looking to list their home for sale. Mm. And a lot of uh, home buyers are also changing their kids' school in the, in the summertime and they, or maybe jobs or something yep. like that. And they, they do want to move in the, in the summertime. You know, people wanted to avoid uh, moving into the winter until 
unless they have to. Otherwise, they wanted to uh, move on, uh, uh, move into the new property in uh, sometimes in summertime. Yeah, that's or, what we did, you know. just so that they could start yeah. school fresh and everything would definitely, be. Definitely. One of the things I'm very conscious about is the listener listening at home who may be looking at getting into their first home. And they're listening to us, and, and you know, we're, we're talking about statistics and we're talking about numbers. And we've talked before about just how big the GTA is and just what a diverse market it is. I mean, you know, you can, you can see differences between streets. Mm-hmm. And I think it's worth stressing, Gary, that this is where the person needs to deal with their realtor. They don't need to go to Google, you know, and try and break down statistics for themselves because there's a very good chance that they're going to go off in the wrong direction and may miss the, the home that they're looking for. Absolutely. Having a TREB professional realtor on your side is a great thing because they are equipped with the tools. They know the knowledge of the market. They know the GTA market very well. And the Toronto Real Estate Board produce a lot of data and information for them and they provide we provide them a lot of tools so they can help uh, uh, to the consumer for one of their largest investment in the in the in, in their life and uh, having a professional realtor on your side is great and uh, they can even guide guide you between their needs and wants and then whenever whenever we all want to have point. a great house and big yeah. house and all that stuff but sometimes uh, you know it's it's just the first time home buyers then they can figure that out Talk what is about more that important. for a sec cuz that's a hugely important point you know is the needs versus the wants and having someone who's been through it before mm-hmm. sit down and calmly and casually you know work through it with the potential buyer well whenever someone who wanted to buy a first time buyer or even a repeat buyer come to us in the office and we discuss what their needs first and then we ask them what is your want and then if they can leave those wants and for the second time buying and all an average about six to seven times in Canada people change homes and you know starting uh, their condos maybe and then semis or you know detached houses then the bigger one and then they move uh, into the right size as mm-hmm. well so I think uh, you know a professional realtor uh, can help uh, them t- uh, to decide their needs and wants. Some of them may be, you know, close to work. Maybe for some, is close to school. Maybe a public transportation. Maybe something, you know, you know, a basement apartment or something. Right. Whatever they require. It it depends in each and every single case or each and every single uh, buyer. And then we sit with them. We guide them. This is something is more important for you. This is your need and this is your want. We can always uh, look into that later on after two, three years when you save some money. And Absolutely. and it is a long-term yes. investment and they can always save uh, in the, in the, through the down payment and plus the uh, principal amount. And obviously, historically, the prices are going up and, you know, even though this year is a little bit, but still, it's it's moving it's into the, the positive side. So uh, a professional realtor can help them uh, to find out their needs and, uh, you know, want. Uh, Toronto Real Estate Board have a, a website called trebhome.com where they can search, uh, you know, right, uh, they can search their uh, their realtor and also they can search a live uh, uh, listings over mm-hmm. there at real time. Take a break. I want to talk a little bit more about Treb Home and just the resources it offers. Mm-hmm. My guest this afternoon, Gary Barra. He is president, Jason Mercer, chief market analyst and director of service channels for the Toronto Real Estate Board. To find out more about Toronto Real Estate Board and for your real estate market facts and to search GTA listings updated in real time, visit trebhome.com. 
This is Ask the Expert on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. Good afternoon, I'm Ian Grant. Thank you for joining us. My guests this afternoon, Toronto Real Estate Board, are here. Gary Barra, President, Jason Mercer, Chief Market Analyst and Director of Service Channels for TREB. Guys, just before the break, uh, we touched on TrebHome.com, your uh, website. I want to give it a fair do as far as, as talking about it because I go there a lot. I'm, I'm, I love looking at different listings all over the place. There's a lot of options for when you're looking at listings. One of the things I really like about TrebHome.com especially is the fact that it really lets me nail down what I'm looking for, you know, by all mm-hmm. kinds of information. Gary, can you talk a little bit about the value it offers to both buyers and sellers? Well, of course, uh, the buy- we provide a lot of information for the buyers and the consumer on the TrebHome.com, including, uh, you know, how to search a realtor, how to find out about, uh, you know, uh, the GTA market updates and, uh, you know, anything we release, it is there. Even the market updates are also on uh, trebhome.com. They can they can search new properties real time as well. Whatever is coming into the market right away, they are able to find out. Not only that, we provide uh, all the updated real estate industry news over there. Mm-hmm. We also provide about our committees, our board of directors, and who they are and what they do for the members. And a uh, lot of other information is available for the consumer if if they are first-time home buyers, what they need to know. If they are seller, how they can make uh, the the sale more comfortable and. Uh, you know, how a realtor can help and how a, you know, real estate agent or real estate salesperson is able to, you know, guide you through the process, mm-hmm. which is the largest financial decision they will make. And uh, I think it's a lot of value. And uh, I encourage all the consumers to visit trebhome.com. As on the top of that, it is available for the consumer and we provide the information for a consumer and our members as well. Jason can add a little bit more on this as well. Just jumping off what Gary said, I mean, certainly you can search for homes in real time. Obviously, through that process, you can identify a realtor that you may want to work with. Extending on that, too, is that we also have an application at Treb called Collaborate. Once you're working with a realtor as a consumer looking to purchase a home, they can set you up with a login ID for this Collaborate application. And now you're going to be able to you know, set up searches. You're going to be able to get search results in real time right into your inbox, which makes it even more convenient. And we're upgrading this application all the time. So now there's also a recent release chat feature and it makes it even easier to kind of have that back and forth nice. with your chosen realtor. And we're going to be adding you know, some more advanced analytics in there over time, too. So when you're looking at search results, you can also to sort of see how things have uh, trended within that sort of search area in particular. This is Ask the Expert here on In-Depth Radio News Talk 1010. I'm Ian Grant. Jason, real estate stats honestly remind me a lot about, you know, math in high school. If I did really well, it was always expected that I could do better. So, you know, keep doing better and better and better. And like math and Facebook stocks, I guess, for that matter, isn't there a point where the numbers just kind of need to just breathe for a bit? That rather than constantly climbing and everyone watching for, you know, more and more upward movement, is there a point where it's okay to just kind of relax and glide for a bit? I mean, we have had periods of time in the in the past, and I'm thinking about sort of the, the mid-2000s, for example, where, I mean, we were seeing a pretty consistent number of sales on a year-over-year basis, and, you know, home prices are rising at a pretty moderate pace. I mean, if you think about the greater amount of volatility that we've seen in the market over the last, say, three or four years, a lot of that's had to do with changes in government policy. So whether you're talking about the fair housing plan that was rolled out by the previous Liberal government,
government that included the uh, foreign buyers tax, which had a real psychological impact on the marketplace, or if you're talking about the Aussie stress test that we talked about earlier. And so that's resulted in a lot of, you know, volatility, a lot of whipsaws, if you will. And so you have people sort of coming into the market and then sort of moving back to the sidelines, rethinking, coming back into the marketplace. And so, I mean, that is one of the unintended consequences of government policy is you get that volatility rather than a more sort of steady pace. And I think that that's something that policymakers always have to keep in mind too. I wanted to add a different prospect as a realtor because uh, I believe that the government recently announced that the, you know, the immigration to Canada, they wanted to bring a one million people in uh, by the uh, tw- by the next uh, three years. I, I think real estate is always demand and supply, and there is always a demand uh, historically in in the GTA market area. And uh, I think uh, after twenty twenty one, the immigration will be more than three hundred fifty thousand people every year. So uh, there will be demand. And uh, if we globally, if we look into Canada or the, the Toronto GT area, it's always in uh, first choice, one of the first choice uh, mm-hmm. for the uh, the people who want to migrate to, to North America. And I think this is drive one of the, the factor which is driving uh, the, the GTA market as well. So people are moving into Canada, they're staying and they're making a home into the GTA area and they need a place to live somewhere. Jason, that's one of the things that confuses me when I look at, you know, the numbers that, you know, they talk about the immigration numbers coming in and, you know, 300,000 people into the area and, and millions. Where where are these properties going to come from? Because all these people moving in, whether it's rentals or, or whatever kind of accommodation, these people will need somewhere for them and their families to stay. And the numbers suggest that the, the, just the, the places aren't there to buy or rent. It's a really important point. I think, you know, if, if you want to sort of distill down what we're dealing with in the housing market today to, to one word, it would be supply. Because we like to celebrate the fact that A, the GTA does have a diverse population basis act as a virtuous circle, essentially attracting more people from around the world to live and work here. On top of that, we're creating jobs across a number of different sectors, but these people need a place to live, whether they're going to buy a home, whether they're going to rent a home. And we know that supply is essentially flatlined in the GTA since the recession. We know that the vacancy rate for both condominium apartments and purpose-built rental is at or below 1%. And so certainly Treb's been working with different levels of government, taking part in consultation processes, both at the provincial level and at the local level, you know, certainly talking about ways that the more supply could be brought into the market. We've also sponsored third party research to look at ways that, uh, you know, a greater diversity of housing supply could be brought into the market. And so certainly moving forward, we're going to continue to put pressure on policymakers to make good on that promise to affect a greater diversity of housing supply coming into the marketplace because it's important for competitiveness. I mean, when you think about people needing a place to live, if you want to attract people here, the best and the brightest Mm -hmm. minds to live and work in the GTA, they got to feel comfortable they're going to be able to buy or rent a place to live in. Another aspect of um, immigration is a lot of students are coming to Canada and the Canada government opened the doors for the students. And one study uh, shows that there is about 550 to 600,000 students they are living in, uh, in Canada. And also, uh, in the next few years, maybe maybe majority of them wanted to stay in Canada, maybe 70, 80%. They will be living somewhere, and we are not even counting those, and then we are adding more immigration to Canada. So they need to live somewhere. We need to have a, you know, easy policies to develop more properties or, you know, build more housing and uh, all that stuff. 
And one of the shows that we aired a couple of weeks ago, you had a speaker talking about the missing middle. And as I was listening, I was thinking about, you know, you have the, the older couples who've had their family and they're in a huge house and they're ready to move and they can't find a property they'd like to move into. And then you have the younger kids who are just growing up, getting out of university, whatever. They have enough to get a down payment. They, they can't find a house. So everything is kind of stagnant because you need the people in the middle to kind of move before anyone else can move around. Yeah, we're talking about the missing middle from last many years now, and the government is opening those policies. Uh, now we are, uh, Toronto Real Estate Board is the part of the uh, housing, uh, affordable housing and housing policies in uh, 2020 to 2030. And we're happy to be a part of that. And then we are on behalf of Toronto Real Estate Board and its members, we are giving our suggestions how the city can uh, you know, make uh, more policies for housing and affordability housing and uh, transit uh, accessible housing. And I believe the, uh, you know, the, the missing middle is an issue and all over in the country and the larger cities as well. Uh, Jason, you wanted to uh, say a few more uh, things on, on the missing middle? I think certainly, you know, you're speaking earlier about the piece we had on the missing middle, and, and that refers to some research that Treb had sponsored through Ryerson University. They put forth, you know, a number of different areas that we could look at to try to increase that diversity of housing, whether it be, you know, looking at areas that have been termed the yellow belt within the city of Toronto, for example, where, you know, essentially the only type of home you can see right now in a, in a lot of these areas are detached homes or, hmm. or semi-detached houses. There's not the provisions to allow for a bit of a densification there, some gentle density moving into some of these neighborhoods. I mean, you think about a city like Toronto with the population continuing to grow and we're already a relatively dense city. I think the argument can be made that in some of those areas, you know, we could see more housing types being constructed. You know, also looking at, you know, are there opportunities for for mixed use development that would, you know, meld together employment uses and housing uses in some parts of the city and certainly around transit hubs and what have you. It would be an ideal location yeah. where you could see, mm. you know, living and working land uses uh, um, together. And so I think there's a lot of smart ideas that have been put forth. I think the key, though, is, is at, a, at a political level, at a policy level, the will to sort of bring those policies uh, forth. Guys, thank you so much. As always, a really fast hour, and I really appreciate you coming in. Gary Barra, President, and Jason Mercer, Chief Market Analyst and Director of Service Channels for the Toronto Real Estate Board. Thank you again. Thank you for having me. Thanks very much. Don't forget, work with a Toronto Real Estate Board member realtor to find out more about the Toronto Real Estate Board and for your real estate market facts and to search GTA listings updated in real time. Visit trebhome.com.